Well, hello and welcome to Loose and Tight Rugby, the rugby podcast for the father and son's view from the front row. Very warm welcome to you. My name's Ross Mungavin. I'm the loose head. And let me introduce to you my dad, Steve Mungavin, the tight head. Hi, Ross. Uh, hi, everyone. And Ross, it's marathon time in Belfast. Uh, we've just had the annual Belfast Marathon. So um, there we are. Aye, but it was a bit too long, wasn't it? It was. It was, uh, I think, a third of a mile too long. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about Ross, of that, Ross? I mean, for someone who's done the Belfast Marathon, how would you have liked well, to have uh, had to run another third of a mile? I mean, to be fair, when I got to the finish line, you were parked about two miles away. So <laughs> I did do a bit extra on there anyway. So that wouldn't have been a tro- any trouble for me. It wouldn't have been a problem. No, no, no. What are your, what are your memories of that run, Ross? That was some time ago uh, now, wasn't it? It must have been 10, it was 2010. 10, 12 years ago. Oh, right. Yeah, 2010, 2010 I did it. was it, yeah. Um, it was pretty pretty nasty, you know, because around mile 13. Yeah. Well, first of all, I hadn't done any training. Yeah, um, well, that doesn't, or that doesn't only done help. Like I mean, I think, I think you were... Two or three runs, you know. Yeah, you were relying on, on youth and uh, stamina, I think, from your rugby training. Yeah, sort of training. rugby fitness and just yeah, toughness in general. That is risky, Ross. That is risky. And uh, end up getting stress fractures in my feet. Yeah. Around mile 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the second half wasn't too much fun. And then when I got to the finish line, found out you'd parked too far away. It wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Wasn't best pleased. Well, what did you expect? I mean, you did you expect to stop be parking just off the off the finish line, Ross? You know, so you could just oh yeah, just move oh, yeah. move from the finish line, get your medal, and then into the car. Yeah, yeah I mean, what else do you do for an elite <laughs> runner like that? You know. <laughs> yes. No, I remember it, and you did very well. We're very proud of you to do that, and well done to everyone who successfully completed the Belfast Marathon uh, uh, this year. Has it inspired you to uh, get out and do any running, Dad, or would that no, make you go no, S-shaped? No, my, uh, my body's given up on that one, Ross. Uh, as you yeah, know, I, a... I used to do a bit of jogging, actually. I did, uh, this is, now this, uh, my last one was probably 10 years ago, um, but I used to do a few 10Ks yep. and uh, a few half marathons. No, no, Dad is the kind of fellow who puts on a tracksuit to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my doctor has told me that uh, walking is the best exercise for me, Ross. So, uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to reinvent my uh, exercise regime, which is always required after. Uh, uh, well, periodically you have to do it because your body just gives up on, uh, on one thing, and you have to start doing something else. Well, exactly. But you're exactly. not at that stage yet, Ross. You can still play rugby, thankfully. So. Exactly, and yeah. I've been doing a few runs myself, actually, uh, oh, yes. recently. Because yeah, you have. I've, I'm sponsoring you, I think, for something, aren't I? That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm running... Well, it's, it's only a 5K, so it shouldn't be too bad. All right. Although I have been doing some training for yeah. it. I think I said um, I'd give you 50, 50p a mile, I think, didn't I? Something like that. 50p a mile, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll raise <laughs> 1.50 then. And uh, it's, you know, it is raising money for the British Heart Foundation. Which, so you know, next time you have a heart attack, Dad, you know, if you you probably want to put in a bit more sponsorship than that. Well, I'm I'm, um, I'm I'm probably won't have one, Ross, because of the good research and the good work that the British Heart Foundation does. You know, it'll, it'll exactly, and all that. that walking as well. You know, you'll be the picture of health. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> no, 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 that's a great cause, Ross. I'm uh, so proud of you and delighted that you're uh, that you're doing that. So good luck with that one, buddy. Yeah, when and let that? me say to the listeners, yeah. uh, maybe put a wee link in the description. Yeah, but if you yeah. want to sponsor me to do that, then uh, all donations would be gratefully received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need as much as much support as you can get, Ross. As indeed the British Heart Foundation does. So, all, <laughs> yeah, all, in yeah, a good, yeah. all in a good cause. Well done. 
Uh, and when, yeah, when, right, when is that, Ron Ross? Remind me. Anything to get me round the course. Yeah. It is. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> you don't it's, know. It is this. No, well, it's this month, and it is the nineteenth. The nineteenth of May. Very yep. good. So Very just good. over a week. No, well, almost two weeks. Well, given that it's only five k, Ross, I think you should manage that one all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've done a few five k's in in training now yeah. already in preparation for it, and I can get around them. Good. Uh, pretty pretty quickly. So yeah, that's but, all right. Of course, how how could we forget Ross the uh, the t- the Carrick Fergus ten k that we did. When you, oh, that you, one where I absolutely smoked you! No, no, no. This is the one where you begged me to to to, to reduce my pace to hang in with you, you know, um, as you jogged round, and then a uh, hundred yards from the the finish line, you sprinted ahead from me. And um, yeah, well, it's all all tactics, isn't it, in the race? You know, so forgot <laughs> play the mind games, oh, get round. Uh, something unethical about that one was. That's get what over you, the finish line. That's what used to happen to me at school. I used to, uh, you know, we we said we, we had agreed this pact, you know, we. Half a dozen of us would go round together and just all come in collectively last. And of course, oh, right. Well, uh, then, as soon as you cross that line, it's, it's all all better yeah, off. Yeah, I was the donkey, you know, as everyone uh, you know ran ahead of me. Um, exactly, exactly. Me it was the same when, you know, me and a couple of other fellas signed up for the uh, the 3,000 metres yeah. in school. Yeah. And uh, there was three of us doing it. And as soon as the whistle went, you just knew it was game on. <laughs> Well, listen, Ross, we're almost six minutes into this podcast and we haven't talked about rugby yet. I, uh, we probably should talk about that I at think some we should. Yeah. yeah, I think we should. I mean, look, we're coming to the end of the rugby season and, and we're in the sort of marathon season now. So, um, yeah, uh, things get a bit loose, you like, know. Yeah, well, let's keep it tight, Ross. Let's get back to the rugby. Um, quite a lot of rugby news around, actually, because um, obviously we're at the business end of the season. I see uh, London Irish, Ross, have secured promotion. So there's another team for you to follow next season when they go back into the Premiership. Well, that's right. I mean, I have got a London Irish jersey. You know, I've been following their, their progress. Yeah. Because um, I'm a London Irish fan, you know, yeah. London Irish. That's yeah, me. That's it. Um, and yeah, I was glad to see that they uh, they came back up. I mean, they were always going to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because when they went down, as you, you pointed out earlier when we were preparing for the pod, that uh, when a, a team goes down from the Premiership, they get a big stack of cash to keep all their top players. They do, so they're almost uh, a head start, you know, compared to the other teams in the Championship. Um, you know, and I think that that's kind of parachute uh, payment. It is it, pro- probably covers the the entire wages bill for for uh, you know the next richest club, you know, in the Championship. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, good to see them back, and they've they've been signing a few. People, Ross, haven't they? Building their, their squad for next year. I see that. Yes, that's right. They've made some pretty big signings, actually. Yeah. You know, they've got. Well, today it was Sakupi Kepu, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, the uh, Wallaby. Yeah, and the Warata. I yeah. think he's got a. He's got over a hundred caps for the Wallabies, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Um, and they've signed Sean O'Brien. Yeah, that's right. And they've signed Alan Dell, so Scottish prop. Yeah, he's beefing not... up the pack. Yeah, got two props there, Ross. Yeah. I wonder what happened to you or I. Probably passed us well, by, I think. Well, they they gave me the call, but I said I was too busy with college studying, work and yeah, that's right. Yeah, podcasts and things <laughs> like that, you know. So and I gave them Alan's phone number. <laughs> and uh, oh, you're on first names term, terms with him, are you? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, talk him everything he knows, you know. <laughs> and uh, Newcastle Falcons, Ross, have been relegated. Um, 
So that was kind of on the cards, I suppose. Uh, they struggled yes. um, this season. So they go down and London Irish comes up. Um, yes. I was also, also noticed, Ross, uh, the French top 14 league, uh, a score jumped out at me. Uh, Toulouse, 83. Pau, 6. I know, that's pretty shocking, isn't it? Isn't like, it? Occasionally you get results like that in the top 14. Yeah. Because they're like some, so particularly towards the end of the season, I think the French boys are just getting a bit loose and thinking, you know, right, we'll just send the shags, we'll just turn up and, you know, we'll play or they've been out the night before. Or yeah, something. but what's happened to you? What happens to your professional and pride, like, Ross? Yeah. These, are, these are professional. You I do players. not care, I do not care. You know? Uh, yeah. Just do their French thing. I said that, I mean, uh, Toulouse. Uh, I mean, they're a very, very strong team, obviously. But I was, it just jumped out at me, Ross. You know that there's a team in the in the um, the French Premiership. You know that um, has has been beaten by seventy odd points. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, isn't it? It is very embarrassing, Ross. Yeah. Um, so that jumped out at me. The other thing that Ross that I noticed was that uh, the Super Fourteen rugby. I saw the results there, Ross. Uh, all incredibly close and high scoring as well Hurricanes 29 Melbourne 19 Highlanders 31 Cheetahs 31 Brumbies 26 Blues 21 Bulls 28 Waratahs 21 Jaguars 30 Stormers 25 and incredibly close scores and some of them draws there but um, high scoring as well so uh I suppose it well, just re- reinforces the points that you know we've talked about before that they um, they just like scoring tries and uh, running rugby in that league, don't they? Aye, well, it, you know, we said we said before. I think you know it's more like super touch than super rugby that they they don't like to tackle. And yeah. It's just like if they, you know, if we if they if someone scores a try against us, we're yeah. going to score three more. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's you a bit know. it's a bit like seven aside rugby, except there's fourteen men on the pitch. That were even fifteen actually when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a a, a casual observation, Ross. Um, uh, from the uh, from the Super Fourteen League. So, um, have you been watching it? Well, I mean, there's not much rugby on now, is there, Ross? But not a whole uh, lot because we're kind of just in at the cup stage yeah, or the playoff stages of most tournaments. So of course we had the the quarterfinals of the Pro Fourteen there uh, last weekend. Munster fifteen, Benetton thirteen, Ulster twenty one, Connaught thirteen. So um, it seems thirteen is the unlucky number. Yeah, in these playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I've not. I didn't watch either of those games because, well, as we've talked about Premier Sports yeah, before. Yeah. And uh, I did bite the bullet and get them. Yeah, that's right. I thought you'd subscribe to them, Moss. Well, I cancelled it because the coverage was just rubbish. Oh, right. Okay. You know, yeah. like the camera work wasn't good. The <laughs> presenting, I've heard that, yeah. yeah. The presenting wasn't good. Like yeah. even the, and the app that they give you to watch it on would crash uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. It was so faulty, mm. you know, so. Oh, dear. I don't know. I, I really hope that either uh, they get outbid next yeah. year and another another broadcaster gets the rights yeah to the pro 14 yeah or they yeah or they make you know actually a good go of having the thing yeah and uh and then it'll be worth having yeah 
Ross, if you heard me take a gulp there and then uh, a sort of exclamation um, after that, it's because I just took a nice gulp of West Cork whiskey. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, very nice. It's sort of dark peaty whiskey, and uh, I was given a bottle. I think I'm, I'm still making my way through the gifts that I got for my 60th birthday last year. So, oh yes, um, yeah, West Coast. Well, uh, sorry, you West, might be West able Cork, to hear West Cork uh, whiskey. So, are you having a, a refreshment? Well, you might be able to hear the rattling of some ice cubes in the background because I am having a nice gin and tonic. Ah, interesting, Ross. And what very was, what, crisp, yeah. sharp. Yeah, you've you've been living too long in uh, in London, Ross. I know. Well, I was in Aldi and I saw they had cans of gin and tonic for eighty nine p. So I thought, hey, I'll have <laughs> some of good. that. Very good. Yeah, I've seen them in Marks and Spencer actually, uh, and they're uh, they're nice, nice and nicely refreshing, aren't they, Ross? I well, I think uh, you know Diane Abbott got caught with the one from Marks and Spencer <laughs> that's that's right, day as well, did, didn't yeah. she? <laughs> well, Having a wee tenny on the train. That's right. But the only thing Diane Abbott and I have got in common, Ross. <laughs> We've both been drinking gin and tonics from Marks and Sparks on the train. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just a student, so I can't afford the ones from Marks and Sparks. Yeah. So I've got to go to Aldi. <laughs> well, cheers. Well, actually, to be fair, like it's it is really nice. Yeah, well, enjoy Ross. I'm sure you've got a nice nice weather for it. It's a refreshing drink when it's nice hot uh, nice hot day. So enjoy. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh all are through ross to the the next stage and monster as well are through so i think both of those are are um predictable results yes yeah i was really pleased to see ulster be caught yeah um yeah. and yeah. as you say i guess it, it, it was a wee bit expected but yeah. even yeah. still like you've got to yeah. go out and actually win the match so the semi-finals, Ross, uh, shaping up well. They're two weeks' time. Um, the Friday night, the seventeenth, Glasgow um, play Ulster uh, in Glasgow, and on the next day, on the Saturday, actually, that's a shame. I'm coming home that night from Glasgow. Um, uh, in fact, I'll be travelling. I think when that game is on, so that was pretty poor planning, wasn't it? But um, uh, can you just extend your flights? Uh, yeah, funnily, get, get a flight the next morning. Funnily enough, Ross, I ha- I have extended it the other way. Um, we we're supposed to be going over on the Tuesday, the fourteenth, um, and I brought it forward a day so I could go and see uh, Saint Mirren against Hamilton Academicals. Right now, hang on a second. You've extended <laughs> extended this day so you can go and see some you know piddly <laughs> Scottish League match. Sort of kick and rush, but you you wouldn't extend it so that you could go and see the semi final. Well, no. in which your team is playing my team. I hadn't really thought about it until you just mentioned it, Ross. To be honest, and it was only when I I realised now that uh, I'll be in Scotland on Friday the seventeenth. It's something I'll need to review, Ross, and I shall report. Well, exactly. <laughs> get get the flights changed, and then you know buy me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is going to win that one, Ross? Uh, well, my heart says Ulster, but my head says probably Glasgow. Yeah, it's funny. My um, my heart says Glasgow, um, but Ulster, you just don't know, Ross. I mean, they're, they're, they're going so well now, and they're, they're playing with confidence. Um, and we did beat Glasgow last time we played, yeah. didn't we? Or no, no, no hang on. No, no, no Glasgow no. hammered us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it'll not be like that again, Ross. You know, that uh, that's for sure. I think it'll be much tighter. Yeah, it'll be game. an Ulster first team, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a much tighter game, that one, Ross. And, and who knows? You know, things can can happen in games that just dictate the the, 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 the game and will have an impact on the, 
on on the results. You know, player being sinbinned or guy being sent off or whatever. You know, anything could happen. Yes. So, you know, it's a it's a knockout cup type game. You know, so that's going to be a cracker, Ross. And then uh, Leinster against Munster. You've got to fancy Leinster for that one, Ross. I know that'll be fantastic, Max. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of. You do have to fancy Leinster, although I would like to see Munster get through just for. The sake of variety, because it's I getting know. a bit boring. I know watching Leinster win everything. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of team Leinster put out, because obviously the following week, uh, they've got. Um, uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, the following week is the final, um, the twenty fifth. But they've got the the European Cup as well. Uh, exactly. This weekend. Exactly. This weekend. So will they so, conserve some players in the Pro Fourteen playoff? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the European Cups before that, so that's how they manage their squad, isn't it? Is the big one. Indeed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because when Ulster played Leinster a couple of weeks ago, it was like Ulster seconds versus Leinster thirds. Yeah. yeah. But Munster will not be disappointed that Leinster have got the European Cup um, the week before. Uh, yes. Yeah, so look uh, that's going to be a hard game. We'll come on and talk about that in a minute. So. Uh, Monster will be fresh, you know, they'll not have played for you know two weeks. Um, yes, and they'll have been watching Leinster and seeing what exactly, they do. Yeah, yeah, they'll be ready for the game. Yeah, so we reckon that uh, it's possibly a, a, a Leinster Glasgow final, or we hope maybe Monster Glasgow final, Ross. Well, I mean, I'd rather it was Ulster in the final, <laughs> if I'm honest, but. Well, I think it's at Celtic Park, isn't it, on the twenty fifth of May. So, it would give it added um, added spice if it was Glasgow against Munster or Glasgow against Leinster, wouldn't it? Scotland against Ireland, you know, Celtic Park. Well, I would have thought it, it would give it a bit of extra spice if it was Ulster. Yeah. Well, we can only wait and see, Ross. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I mentioned the European Champions Cup, Ross. It's coming up this Saturday. That's going to be a cracking game, a close one to call, isn't it? Leinster against Saracens at Newcastle. Yes, yes it will you, be. I thought you were going to that one, Ross. Well, I thought so too, but I've not heard from the fellow who said he was going to take me. So the call has not. I don't know. Mm. Don't know what the, well, what the crack is. Uh, whoever it is that was sponsoring you, Ross, if they're listening to this podcast, um, they might give you a call and just uh, let you know. It's, I suppose it's a bit, it's a bit awkward to sort of phone somebody up and say. Um, do you remember that conversation we were having in the rugby club bar? You know. Um, yeah. Oh, co- hey, you know the way you ago. said you uh, you were going to take me to the Ulster or <laughs> to the uh, to the final? Mm. Could you uh, can you book me a ticket, please? <laughs> I just phone him up, Ross, and say, uh, "Yeah, what time are we meeting on Saturday? You know, what train are we on to Newcastle?" Yeah, I know, right? I'll get the can. I'll get the cans of G and T in. Oh boy! So, uh, who do you think is going to win that one, Ross? You'll be supporting Saracens, I guess. No, I mean, I, I think I would rather see Leinster okay. win it, okay. uh, because it is just an Irish team, you know. Yeah. Um, in the in terms of the Pro Fourteen, um, I, I would mind seeing Munster go through, but yeah. uh, European Cup, yeah, I want Leinster to get that fifth star. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, well, again, that's one that we will be uh, reporting on, Ross, giving our analysis and uh, punditry um, for that one. So we look forward to that one. Ross, any Saints or Sinners this week? 
It's a bit, it's a bit scarce, isn't it? Since there's not much rugby, so. Uh, well, that's right. I think I've got a couple of Saints because yeah. it was uh, Darren Cave and Rory Best's last home game at Ravenhill. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. against Connacht, and so yeah. they they've been great servants of the club over the years. Yeah. I thought they were worth a mention. Um, Roy Best, of course, is retiring from professional rugby. After the World Cup. After the World Cup. And I think Darren Cave is retiring at the end of the season yes, as well. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to give them a wee mention. But yeah. no, I don't have anyone in, in terms of sinners. Dad, do you yeah. have anything you want to mention at this stage? Well, I would like to um, acknowledge uh, Anthony McKibben, uh, who's the uh, former director of rugby at Euro Club in Stonians, Ross. Uh, he stood down. Um, at the end of the season uh, there, that's just been announced the last week or so, and uh, uh, he's being replaced by uh, Clement Boyd. Clem Boyd. Is that right? Clem Boyd has come back? He's back as a director of rugby. He's not really gone away from the club, Ross. He's been involved yeah, in many rugby. Yeah, he's been coaching in the, in the junior section. That's right, been. that's right. So he's always been around, but uh, he's coming back then to, to head up uh, the big boys. Um, oh, now, but uh, I think it's worth acknowledging the, the, the efforts and the work of um, Anthony McKibben because he's been the coach, uh, sorry, he's been the director of rugby for the last uh, two years now, uh, which Estonians have won the championship both times. Now they've, they've narrowly sort of failed to, to get through to the uh, challenge for the All Ireland Leagues, you know, through the um, round robin uh, system. Um, but nevertheless, that's a tough league, Ross, as we've said, a tough championship. And to win it two years in a row is pretty good. So well done, Anthony. Thank you for your efforts. And you're one of our saints this week. So well there done. We there. Yeah. Mm. And Dad, did you have a story or anything you wanted well, Ross, to Well, Ross, I wanted to share with you um, the influence of a piece of fruit on my uh, rugby playing uh, career. And, uh, You've always eaten your five a day. Eh? No, nothing to do with that, Ross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so your, your brother, uh, uh, sorry, your, my brother, um, your uncle, Dave, uh, and I were so keen on rugby uh, when we were young boys. Yeah, a bit older than, than Ben and Alex, you know, probably about seven or eight years old, first started getting into rugby. We're so keen on on uh, you know trying to play rugby whenever we could or muck about. Um, well, we went to visit our grandmother who lived uh, lived in uh, Glasgow in a high rise flat. There was nowhere really for us to um, to play, but um, like all good uh, young fellas, Ross, we improvised and uh, our granny had a a bowl of uh, fruit um, in her lounge and. Uh, this was no ordinary fruit. Just a wee bowl of fruit in the no, lounge? No, no, no. This was plastic uh, fruit, Ross. It was a decoration that she had. So we took one of the pears and we decided that we'd go into the corridor of the uh, eighth floor of this high-rise block of flats and practice our rugby skills. Spin passing, drop kicks, you know, little plastic pear. And I'd like, I'd like to think that helped shape our rugby careers, Ross. So... Well, I don't quite know what to make of that one. <laughs> I'm sure I was going to say something about it, you know, it affecting your skills or ability to catch the ball. It's not the same size as a pear, but I don't know. No, no, Ross, there you go. If you could drop kick a, a plastic pear, then you can certainly drop kick a rugby ball, Ross. 
Well, I'm sure it was That's a sweet sure. sweet spot in a plastic pair is much smaller yeah. than it is on, a, <laughs> on an actual ball. Oh, yeah, timing is everything, Ross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to plastic fruit? Like, no one has plastic fruit anymore. No, I mean, it used to be a... Um, I mean, it was a proud um, piece of the, the, the decorations in the, my granny's... Um, Lounge Ross, you know. It's kind of gone out of fashion though. Like will you be investing in, in some plastic fruit for the lounge or um no maybe no, just for, no, for nostalgia's sake, it's you know. It's not really in vogue anymore, Ross, you know. Not really, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's probably not um it's probably not environmentally friendly for some reason, you know. Um because plastic is not, not something that's encouraged these days, so Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. You may as well just get some actual fruit then and just leave it in the bowl. <laughs> That's it. Although let, it could, let it go bad. You couldn't really play rugby with that, though, could you, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just, Ross, before we finish, just give a shout-out to Bill Halliday, who's taken an interest in the podcast. Uh, the pleasure of meeting Bill recently in a professional capacity, and uh, he was very interested in the podcast. And... Um, I gave him our contact uh, details. You see, these business cards do come in useful, Ross, you know, and, uh, oh, yes. from time to yes, time. And uh, Bill actually knows, wait for this, Ross, he knows Jacob Stockdale, so there you are. He used Is to, that right? He used, can, we, can we get him on the pod? He used to sit beside him in church, so... Uh, Is that right? So there we are. And I said that uh, he had been a, a saint of ours on numerous occasions, a big hero of the podcast, so... Um, thanks Bill for your interest and uh, good luck, good to meet you and uh, hope you do get a chance to listen to the podcast and please feel free to um, to contribute Yeah, Lovely and we, we feel the same about all of our listeners we love to hear from you uh, if you want to leave us a comment then please do on Facebook or on Twitter, on SoundCloud or send us an email to looseandtight13 at gmail.com um, or you can leave us a review on iTunes which would really help us out until next time, Ross. Until next time, Dad. Can I say, Tada? You know, that regular listeners of the pod will have heard that little spiel mm-hmm. quite a number of times now. Yeah. And uh, I've noticed a little trend that at the end of when, when I finish saying "get in touch with us," yeah, you're never quite sure when I finished speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's always a little kind of. I just kind of round it off there, Ross, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> a little breath, like, is he done? <laughs> okay, I'll come in now. <laughs> Let's just round it off, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, exactly. I, think that, I think that is that's a great observation, Ross, but I think that is us. Okay, I'm finished. Week, so, good I'm luck, finished. buddy. Yeah, speak to you soon. <laughs> See you next time. Cheers.